welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, disgruntled. Matthew O'Hara. Hi, Richard. Matt was just telling me uh, a couple <laughs> minutes ago, but a little pregame as we're going through some notes about what we're going to chit-chat about today after a two-week uh, layoff, uh, about he's a little disgruntled with fantasy football right now because of all the injuries, and it's really hurting his feelings. I was like, you know what? It's probably hitting you personally a little hard. And you're like, yeah, you're probably right, but uh, you'll have that. You'll have years where I've had it on my own team where I've, it's, it's going to be a good pick where – Everybody gets hurt. Right. You're just no, no, There's nothing you can do to overcome. It it just it ends up happening every once in a while. Yeah, you're gonna have a year where like definitely in dynasty where it's long term, no waiver wire pickups, where you're gonna get a couple injuries and you're just you're screwed. Uh you just gotta use the opportunity to get a better pick. What sucks right now is when it happens, is like if you're a playoff contender and your record's already pretty good, and then it just drops you down to the point where like your pick's mediocre right. or right. No, like, I, it, you do if, still make the playoffs, but you know you have no chance to win. Even if I lose out, I'm I'm gonna end up right in the middle of the bunch. It's, yeah. I mean Well it, good news is it, I can just hope I can I can just hope that I, I cruise through the rest of this, you know, season here and I, I make the playoffs and, and all my guys get healthy and it'll be okay. Because some of them aren't long term things, but it seems like combine that, you know, combine a couple of long term, you know, IRs and, and a couple of nagging injuries and in bye weeks, and it's just like impossible to put a lineup together. It seems like it can be definitely this year. I mean, you were saying, God, I feel like this week, this year is pretty bad, but I feel like last year was really bad too. Right. So it's just you know, it is. It's it's bad, but it's bad every single year. I mean, that's where I mean, a lot of times in fantasy football, it just takes a little bit of luck. I mean, who's the healthiest when it all comes down to like right. who's standing is what Absolutely. it really boils down to. If you can get that team that gets to the end of the year with their year that they had in the beginning, the healthy lineup. They have a way better chance to win than somebody else because they actually have a full lineup compared to people throwing people in there like uh, just bot, like two wide receiver threes or low yeah, end running backs. A guy you're just lines. hoping to get points out of instead of a guy that you know consistently puts up nice double digit numbers. Absolutely. So we're back. We took last week off because of Halloween. You know the kids wanted to dress up and pretend and go around beg the neighbors for sweets. Right. Um, which I know you know it was fun. You know, always like the kids it's always fun. Yeah. yeah go around. One know. of my favorite holidays. I like Halloween. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite candy? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. That's your favorite candy. Yeah, mine are uh, Mike and Ike's. Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not a big chocolate. I'm not. I don't. Like, I don't like chocolate. Hate chocolate ice cream. Hmm. Uh, if I do eat like a chocolate piece of chocolate, like Halloween comes into effect, like for Snickers, how they have like the mini Snicker bar. Right. That's about as much as I can go. I'm not sure. But how, I love Reese's. Yeah, I'm not sure how me and you even ever became friends then. Yeah. It seems well, weird. but Reese's is more. See, when I like Reese's, is like one of my favorites too. But to me, Reese's is more peanut butter than chocolate. Okay, and to me personally, I mean, to me, it's what it is. Yeah, I'm a and gummy it's both, and they're delicious together. <laughs> I'm like that other spectrum. Like I like Mike and Ike's are my favorite. Love Sour Patch Kids, Laffy Taffy, uh, Starburst. Like those little like the flavorful gummies. Yeah, you know? I got you. Chocolate man, not so much. Like chocolate now, chocolate cake. That's some that's some good stuff right there. Okay. Chocolate ice cream, right. ugh, ugh. Pure chocolate, like the pure like actualist pieces of chocolate. Like a Hershey Kiss. Oh, I love it. Oh, no thanks. Give me some like a piece of dark chocolate. Oh, uh, no. I could like eat no. a whole bar of that. Like I don't loathe it, but I definitely don't like it. I don't eat it. So, and then you like see those like fondue things where like chocolate melts and people dip stuff in it. And I'm like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, I don't need my chocolate all melty. And oh, just give me no. a bar. I mean, like a bar of dark chocolate. And I'm good to go, man. People are like, oh, chocolate covered this, chocolate covered that, like chocolate covered strawberries. I'm like, why would you do oh, that so to that sweet, delicious you, strawberry? You don't mix fruit <laughs> and, and chocolate. That's well, chocolate covered pretzels. You lost me. Oh, I love chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. I had a chocolate covered something the other day, and it was, wasn't too bad. I don't like a lot of chocolate covered. I don't like any chocolate covered fruit. That, okay. That's gross. You don't like chocolate covered grapefruit? No. Chocolate covered pineapple? No. I'm just going to say no to all of them. So oh, this, okay. This so just, stop right yeah, here. I, was, I had a really long list in front. I of me. could see. I could see this growing. Well, I mean, I guess if you're not, if you're not, if you can't leave me on my list, I guess I'll just take this list yeah. and just come with all my chocolate covered fruit jokes I had written down yeah. here. Um. So yeah, we're back. Two week layoff. You know, it's a it's, we're week what nine ten. Right. Yeah, I mean, come on. If we, we took a bye week. Yeah, we took a bye week. A much needed yeah. bye week. So it's not like it's you, you didn't need our help that much, right. right? But we're back better than ever. Woo. 
Uh, as we enter week 10, we get the, this is it. This is the push, the playoff push. Yep. You know me. I like to push it real good. Oh, boy. Yep, here we go. Uh, I, I do. So um, I'm in 19 leagues, and uh, I'm in playoff contention 18 out of 19. Obviously, the one I'm not is my po- Dynasty Nerds podcast listener leagues. Which you're horrible uh, in. My team is the worst team I've ever assembled in my entire life. Uh, I scored 46 points last week. 46? <laughs> that's impressive, man. Listen, I'm lo- I'm sitting over ecstatic because I know I'm getting Saquon Barkley. Right. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I have two leagues. Another league, last year I traded Carlos Hideaway and my second for the guy's first this year because he needed a running back. He was making a playoff push. You're in this league with me. Sure uh, I am. And his team has been decimated by injuries as well. Uh, he is locked in at about 99 percentile of getting that first pick. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna feel I feel very good about that. I have his second round pick in that league, so <laughs> I also am happy because that is pretty much like a first round pick. Yes, uh, um, you know, and then you know, like Dalvin Cook in that league last year, I'm gonna have Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. Uh, that if that doesn't make you go from six to midnight, I don't know what does. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. I feel really good. About it. So I'm gonna have two Saquon Barkley shares. Yeah, that's the awesome. guy's gonna be fantastic. Next year's class is looking. I think I feel like right now, obviously, it's way too early to discuss anything, but let's let's discuss something. I feel like next year's class, as of right now, like being a real uh, early stages of this relationship, you sure, know, sure. only getting second base with these players, uh, just kind of feeling them up a little bit, not really, you know, getting too deep with them, keeping my fingers to myself. I feel like it's going to be a really good first round, and then we're going to have like a good strong drop off. Uh, Right around, like like most years, like it's gonna be real hit and miss as you get into the second round. That's the vibe round. I'm getting too. But I mean, I think there's obviously always gonna be values, value picks. Um, people are gonna get pushed up a lot of the times. Um, we'll see how the quarterbacks some shake good rece- out. There's actually some good receivers in this class. Right. Um, really good. Re- I mean, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton are studs. You got Washington, Oak State. I mean, there's some really good receivers here. Simi Cavanaugh and somebody I'd like as well. And then even a running back class looks like it's a good, strong six players out of here. Uh, the one good good tight end, but obviously people are going to jump up here. Sure. And if you need quarterbacks, there's going to be some really good value. Well, we'll see because this, this quarterback class has kind of dropped off. I was going to say, we'll hard. see how it shakes out. Yeah, it's supposed to be the year. Right, it's always supposed to be the yeah, year. Yeah, just come out, guys. When you have an opportunity to be a first-round pick, just come out. Make that money. Go back, get your degree later. Play NCAA. That's like playing college football. Yeah, right? same thing. Pretty much basically the same thing, right? I mean, I didn't play college ball, but I would just I don't play NCAA either. But I'm assuming it's the same thing? I'm guessing Safer. it's just yeah, basically the same thing. Okay. Less concussions. Well, since we were gone for two weeks, let's 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 go back in time, shall we? Uh oh. Come on, Marty. Close your eyes. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally enough for me. <laughs> oh, let me take my vest on here. Um so during the trade lead line, it's good it's good now that like the newer, younger GMs are getting involved here. Maybe there's a little bit more of a fancy football vibe going there. It's I good think... to see these trades go down. Yeah, crazy. Um right? so Calvin Benjamin, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jay Ajayi were traded. All um, on the move. Everybody but Garoppolo went away for pretty cheap. Now, here's what I got to say. Now, we've been dissing Kelvin Benjamin pretty hard. And it just so happens we've been dissing Jay Jai pretty hard as well, telling you every single week, sell this guy, sell this guy, sell this sure. guy. Um, and I think the NFL comes out here and backs us up, proves us right once again. Because, listen, NFL teams don't give away good players. Right. They don't even, you know, they franchise them. They try to resign them. They don't let them go. They definitely don't trade them away for fourth round picks right that means hey you can have this guy for pretty much nothing right is what it boils down to so calvin benjamin goes to buffalo this is good for buffalo this is good for tyrod good for zay jones you know maybe it's the pressure of him trying to be that number one get out there every week that might be hurting him a little bit had a good i was gonna say he had a nice had a nice thursday night game before you know the knee injury yeah so maybe even more calvin's coming here you know a little bonus right uh they have calvin for probably about a year and a half now on their rosters that's that's good as well uh, maybe changing scenery would help Kelvin as well a little bit. Uh, but Kelvin's always going to be him. He's going to be an up-and-down player uh, for the most part. Probably like a low-end wide receiver two, which makes him valuable. You know, high-end wide, high wide receiver three. But for the name value in his ADP, it's just I feel like you could always trade him and something for better, something better, so a little bit, something a little bit more consistent. But we'll see. He's still young. Uh, you just got to get those drops into uh, control and be a little bit more fluid in your route running. Yeah, man, he's he's definitely he doesn't get a lot of separation. He's just big. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of wide receiver he is. So pretty much, yeah. And those guys don't last too long, right? In I mean, the NFL. Yep. So, and as you see, Carolina says, "Hey, Kelvin, uh, thanks for your contributions. Uh, we know we're pretty thin at receiver, 
but you're, which makes you a little too fat to be around here. Right, right, exactly. So uh, we're going to Jenny Craig this bitch up a little bit, and we're going to ship you off to Buffalo, okay? Adios, sir. I hope you like the snow. Well, Build guess, a snowman, make an angel. I guess we'll see. Uh, we have Devin Funches, who's been producing week in, week out, you know. Uh, kind of not, you know, that's somebody that we thought was not going to do anything whatsoever in the NFL. It's somebody that we bashed uh, pretty hard coming out of Michigan, former tight end. Uh, all the things we used to say, like being tight in the hips, where he, he's not really a good route runner. He's coming in and producing week in, week out, double digits. Nice, solid wide receiver, too, we have our hands uh, in Carolina right now. Yeah, no, he's actually, um, he surprised me somewhat. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get behind that. I, I think out of the two of them, you know, obviously, a lot, a lot more name value with Calvin Benjamin, but uh, I think Funches, more production from Kevin yeah, Funches. Yeah, I think Funches and time, especially, we'll, we'll get there. I think, and also for all the people who drafted Curtis Samuel, gives you a little bit boost to Curtis Samuel about what you're going to get out of that for dynasty value, where they want to see what they have in him as well and see what they're going to do in the offseason. Because they also have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's essentially a slot receiver. He got the most percentage of snaps at running back he has on a year this year behind the line of scrimmage, which is nice as well to see. But we're going to see what we have in Curtis Samuel as well, because who knows if they, what they're going to do in the offseason via free agency or draft to bring another receiver in here to see if they actually are satisfied at this receiver position. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back to a guy that was a little bit bigger. I mean, I think that's who. Um, Bunches is pretty big. No, I know, but can actually like move. You know, like a functional wide receiver that's big. Like ideally in this draft, like a Cortland Sutton. Right. You know, somebody who's really big. Fast. So, like your prototypical number one wide receiver is really what they've been missing. They have all, they have all these like oversized wide receiver slash tight end tight guys. End guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. They and then they now they're bringing in these small little speedster guys. They're really missing that that one guy. That's. I mean, I think maybe they're hoping Devin Funches. I don't, but I really don't see Devin Funches as a bona fide like number one type of guy. No, so, neither do I. Um, I th- I still think that's something that they're missing, especially if they want Cam to to stop you know getting beat up so much and stop running. We'll see. We'll see. On the flip side, you have J.J. going to the Philadelphia Eagles. They do have LeGarrette Blunt there. This is going to put J.J. for this year into a, a, a timeshare situation, most likely for the rest of the year. That tells me a little bit more about J.J.'s knee. Again, J.J., we never said he was a terrible running back. He, to me, he's an average running back. Like we said, after you take out those three 200-yard games and what do you have? Just an average running back. Right. And that's what he is. And with that knee issue – you know, every other week or so you hear him, you know, his knee's swelling up, he's out of practice. It's constantly that knee's an issue. Well, that knee's not going to get any better. And we're going to enter what? We're entering year three of J.J.? Yeah, I believe so. So, right. I mean, that, that time bomb is ticking, and the numbers are in red. So we have not been telling you to sell J.J. for the last nine weeks just to, you know, have something to talk about. We, we have solid meaning behind that. And – if I could use that Philadelphia Eagles trade to kind of give me a boost because he's on such a good team now. And, I mean, he performed well. Eight rushes, 77 yards, and a touchdown this past week. So And I mean, most of those most of those 77 yards came on a 60-something yard run. 40, 46 yards. Yeah, yeah. I was close. Right. I was close. I mean, no need to show me up over there. I'm just looking right at the stats, so I figured I'd correct you. I should probably look at some stats, too. My computer's black right now. That's right. I just go off of memory. Yeah, sure. That All I need is my brain and my crystal ball, and I'm good. <laughs> not not and your crystal balls. And I'm good. Away. Uh, so JJ goes there. That leaves on the flip side to get you Kenyon Drake and you get Damian Williams. Damian Williams looked pretty good in his pass catching role, and uh, right. you know, Kenyon Drake, the former third round pick, uh, looked okay as well. But listen, behind that offensive line, there's nothing to get overly excited about because the the team's kind of not that great right now. The quarterback situation, Jake Cutler, just not that great. Everything's looking not that great. Now you got Devontae Parker; he's looking pretty great. You got Jarvis Landry. He's pretty great as well. So you got two guys there in a receiving game that's pretty good. Everything behind that line of scrimmage, not so much. You could do better. They got to upgrade the offensive line. They got to get Ryan Tannehill back. They got to get a better running back. They're probably going to address that either in free agency or most likely the draft. So look for the Dolphins to maybe get one of these quality running backs in this year's draft. Definitely when you got about four to six of these guys who look like they'll be able to contribute. Um, so it puts a little nice little draft stock bump into those that category. But right now, the Miami Dolphins, besides Jarvis Landry and besides Devontae Parker, they're pretty much a hot mess. They are a hot mess. They're, uh, you know, they're hard to they're hard to nail down week to week. So, I mean, I, uh, personally, like you said, you know, you, you can obviously 
just go ahead and start Landry. I uh, hope for the best. And Parker, the, Parker yeah. produced, produced all, eight, all eight games that he's played in, he's produced uh, very solid numbers. Right, no, that he's played in, right. Yeah, I'm all in on that. I still love him. So do I. I think he's got amazing talent, but, uh, you know, it's it's been his ability to not really stay healthy and have all these little nagging issues. Right. Two quality receivers on the team, you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. Uh, that's the kind of team where you're 2 o'clock in the morning at a bar, they're looking like 10 out of 10. Oh, man, here we yeah, go. Yeah, they're coming home with you. <laughs> Drunk if bar analogies. <laughs> um, so they're, they're, both, they're both gone. That's what I feel about that. Jimmy Garoppolo, um, here's a Cleveland Browns fan. Wish we'd have came here, but that was not an opportunity. So he gets shipped off to San Francisco right? and Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. and they give up a second-round pick, which is pretty good value. Seems to be like the second pick in the second round, right. which is pretty high pick. But they don't care because they can franchise this guy or most likely come up to a long-term deal with him because he's going to feel loved there they're going to take their time getting him into the lineup you know obviously their offensive line is pretty terrible they have no wide receivers to throw to now that Pierre Garçon is out for the year with right. a little neck boo boo yes. uh, a little taco bell neck syndrome going TNS on over there. is what they call that <laughs> and uh so he goes out there and his number one receivers are Marquise Goodwin Aldrick Robinson George Kittle's banged up. So that's probably would have been their best receiver, but he's banged up as well. So their number one receiver on the team currently is going to be Carlos Hyde, who's been fantastic. He's got the third most receptions amongst running backs on the year. No, yeah, he actually has been producing. You said, did you say uh, Goodwin has something? Nope. Yeah, so Goodwin. Uh, I said Aldrick Robinson and Marquise Goodwin. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's what I was. Are you even listening to me over there? I try, man, but sometimes I zone out. You got out. headphones. I mean, I'm talking to a microphone that directly goes into your <laughs> headphones so you can hear me better. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, you would think I'd be listening, but no, I, I tuned you out for just a second. So Jimmy Garoppolo's value right now. So obviously, if you're in a super flex league, this is a guy, nice guy to go out there and acquire. What's the price? It's probably going to be a little bit too much. I may offer for somebody. I offered him a high second round pick, and I think something else, and they kind of shut me out in the Dynasty Nerd Super Flex League. They came back at me with Allen Robinson, and I was like, I just can't do that. It's a little too much for too much of an unknown. But, you know, a year from now, I can look back and be like, man, I should give up Allen Robinson for Jimmy Garoppolo. This guy's a stud muffin. Right. No, uh, I think you know. Obviously, he there. He doesn't. He hasn't had like a ton of NFL real game experience. So, and and the little bit that he did, he he showed well. But then he got injured. So, it is a uh, it is a tough one to to go ahead and and gauge for for trade value. Delvantina has no offensive line, right. no wide receivers. The wide receiver they are going to get hurt this year. The neck boo boo. Uh, he's going to come back next year a year older, already hurt. And listen, old people, necks, backs, hips. You don't want to mess those up because they don't get better. Right. So a little concerning with Pierre. No, Pierre, totally, man. I don't want to uh, bid him a do. I mean, he's, he's 31, maybe 32. I don't know. Um, I yeah. got some birthday card. Right. I, I think I know he started the season at 31. He Ooh. might be 32 by Could now. be 32 today. Sure. Sorry, Pierre. We do not remember the birthday. We're not Facebook friends. It's the only possible way I can remember your birthday. Is it for Facebook friends? It's the only way I could do it. So, so um, there's no shot of you ever knowing Pierre's birthday. Well, I wouldn't put me out. I mean, the guy went to Mount Union. Good point. I mean, Good he point. got Ohio roots. I've got Ohio roots. You like football. He likes football. He likes football. <laughs> maybe, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't. He hurt his neck. He's stinking football. Hurt my neck out here. Uh, so we'll we'll see. By the way, well, I'm excited for him. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's offense is a good place to be when you're a quarterback. Uh, it is, yeah. And they're going to have some high picks. So, well, at least one high pick with the first round pick. We're not the second round pick. But let's see. And they have free agency to dress players, too. Maybe they, maybe they sign Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Allen yeah. Robinson's going somewhere. Tell you where he's not going. To the Jaguars. He ain't going back to Jacksonville. <laughs> no. No. He's he like, hey, who, who's your quarterback? Uh, Blake Bortles. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take my uh, talents elsewhere. Deuces. You know? uh, You have Leonard Fournette. You got Marquise Lee. You got Allen Hearns. Those are two solid guys. Yep. Uh, and you got draft picks, so uh, good luck. I bid I'm you a, adieu. I'm going to go join Pierre Gorson. <laughs> I mean, tons of teams need receivers, right? You know, the Browns need receivers, cool. maybe. Uh, what, do you mean, what do you mean, maybe? Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get, oh, there. get there. Oh, let's get there. There's some news well, coming up get, there. Sure. Let's, go, let's just get right into it. So let's Josh Gordon there. comes back. Corey Coleman's practicing again today. Okay. Uh, so he's back. So the big news, obviously, is Josh Gordon, the guy that came out and said he was intoxicated every single time he suited up there. Uh, one of the best receivers I've ever seen in my entire life. At 22 years old, he leads the NFL in receiving yards. Uh, then he, he gets suspended for the next three years. Now he's back. Remember, he's only 26. He is only 26. And I will say this. Out of everything I've seen, I feel like he, like, like 
and granted, this is since he's got he's been in trouble every single year. I truly, in my gut, feel like he will not get suspended again. I feel like he's finally re- like I think him missing three years, going dead broke, kind of taught him a lesson. Hey, let me just be so, let me just do this for four more years, make some money, and then I'll smoke all the weed I want. I mean, we'll he could he see, he had that option. I mean, sir. he could have done that. I mean, obviously he was broke. He wasn't like, you know, Justin Blackman. You know, he gets suspended for smoking a little bit of weed. He's like, dude, where are the donuts? Right. You know, but fuck, I'm I'm done with my donuts. I'm about to watch some TV, play some video games. You never even heard a remote. Never heard one iota of uh, of Justin Blackman going. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna try. I can't wait to try and get back in shape and come back. He used to see pictures of him with his stomach over his belt. Uh, I almost donuts. forgot. I almost forgot Blackman's name. That's yeah, top bad. ten pick. Yeah, really good first year. Sure. Then that was it. He's like, I'm, I got money. I got money and donuts. Got money well, and donuts and I, booze and. <laughs> I don't need you, NFL. Yep. Suckers. Uh, so Josh Gordon comes back. Obviously, if you've held true to Josh Gordon this long, kudos to you. I have five Josh Gordon shares. Five. Five Josh Gordon shares. Kudos, my friend. Um, one of those I traded for two weeks ago. Wow. A guy, a guy was a guy. We're in a league. He wanted Allen Robinson from me. He was he was rebuilding. He offered me Brandon Cooks, and I kept going. Eh. He said, "Come on, let's make the trade. Let's make the trade." I'm like, it was like literally, uh, like to our deadline of the games to make the trade. It was like three minutes left or something. Lines. And I'm like. And I was like, if you give me Josh Gordon, that'd be my difference maker. Because I got Allen Robinson a little bit ahead of Brandon Cooks, even though they're playing this year. And he's like, oh, that's too much. That's too much. And he's like, and like at the at the at the twelve o'clock hour. At the end he's of like, hour. He's like, forget about it. That's what it takes. We'll make the deal. And I was like, sweet. Select. I got Brandon Cooks. I got Josh Gordon. He gets Allen Robinson. Now here we are, two weeks later. I'm like, oh, sweet. I got Josh Gordon. Barring, we have no idea what we're going to see. He hasn't played football in three years. Sure. Uh, sure. He's in great shape. I do know that. Uh, somebody I know, somebody I know, somebody that walked by him the other day at, uh, or yesterday at Browns camp, and they're like, "Wow, this dude is jacked and ready to go. Big, fast, good hands receiver who not only caught 600 yards, he did it with Brandon Whedon, he did it with Jason Campbell, and he did it with Brian Hoyer. He now did. listen, he did. I don't vote for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I don't think any of the three of those guys are making it. <laughs> No, I can guarantee you that they won't be making it. So, what do you what do you think? I know already you, you don't seem overly optimistic about Josh Gordon coming back to your fantasy football world. No, man, it's just um, you know he's he's a talented individual who has issues. Yes, I I, I I I hope he's past them. I'm there. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I hope I'm hope that he's past it. I can't I can't you know put any. I'm not going to put down any. On my lunch money, and say I bet I bet he's going to be past them. I just I, I, I hope he's, I hope he is. Which is weird because like nine months ago, I remember I said something about like, yeah, there's no need to hold on to Josh Gordon. Like he's he's failed every single chance he's ever gotten since high school. Like why would he change now? And then I watched his video, and I watched everything he's done and said. And Grant, the talks to talk, but then you see all the reports. Other people like you know this seems like people that know him personally. Like, you know, before it was kind of all BS, but now this really he seems like dead set and i knew before he wasn't dead sex i know people that knew of him and what he was doing after games in bars and who he's hanging around with and it's like dude that's not you're just cruising for a failure for just by just the stories i hear personally right and now what i'm hearing is completely different things like he's dead set on coming back on and i'm also hearing it's pretty money motivated too because he's dead broke so you know that, that'll get you somewhere 26 he's 26 he's more mature you know from when i was 22 to 26 it wasn't that much of more difference <laughs> for maturity for me personally yeah, well but it was i was definitely more mature sure no i no I, money i'll tell you what money was way more important i needed it way bad more badly at 26 than i needed at 22 sure and i and that can be a great motivating factor let's hope it keeps them clean and sober that's if you held true if you got them for cheap i mean it's one of those things where it could pay off tremendously there's one point that josh gordon had one one adp overall value in dynasty startups after sure, that monster sure, year absolutely. so what what would see here's the thing though for trading for josh gordon's gonna be pretty hard because one people that have held him this long 
I just don't. I don't think you're going to see many Josh Gordon trades right now. I bet you would see some Josh Gordon trades right now because either here you got either people have been holding for so long and they're like now okay fine I can get rid of him because I know he's going to mess up again, or it's going to be like okay I've held him this long there's no way I'm giving up. Giving that's up. that's where I would be if I had him if I held on to him this long I would. I would just want to see anything. Yeah, there's him. yeah for me exactly. I have five shares. He's not available in any five leagues. Right. Like, it's like no. Nope, if I had him, nope. I would just. There's no way I'd be selling. And me personally, as a Browns fan, I'm excited. Who knows how long he'll last here? As a dynasty owner, I'm ecstatic. So this is somebody that I've been sitting on for a while. That might give me wide receiver one production uh, with the potential of being wide receiver one overall production, which is pretty stellar by itself. And it's one of those things, it's like, you know, every time you got down to it, it's like there's many times you're like, oh, God, I need to make a cut. You know what? Screw it. I'll, just, I'll cut Josh Gordon. Every single time it was like, I've held on to him this long. Right. Like, what's that? I mean, uh, let me go cut this turd down here. Flush the, let me flush this turd down the drain. Yep. Whoop. And here we are three years later. And finally, patience is pain. I'm very impatient. So I feel very good about this. Like we said, Corey Coleman's coming back too. This will Maybe this will help Corey Coleman. We don't even know. We're not going to see Josh on the field what till December third, I believe. Yeah, and and you know by then I think Coleman should be back on the field as well. So we'll I think he'll be back in like two weeks as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. What we have in Deshaun Kaiser there because right now there's not really a lot going on in Cleveland besides Duke Johnson. Right, and I can't wait to go to that last game, me and you. Oh, you'll last... probably be able to see Josh Gordon. Yeah, we probably will be able to see Josh. I don't know if I'll be able to see him through the bag that I plan on wearing, <laughs> but we'll, I guess we'll see. But you gotta make a decision on that bet. The there's we always kept saying the Green Bay game's the last game. I think it's Chicago, uh, isn't it? Or it's the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens the last game? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you see decide what game you want to go to. The actually very last game or the oh. Green Bay game? I mean, I'd probably rather go see the Green Bay game, but Aaron Rodgers isn't there either. So I don't know, man. You got Jordy standing wide open down the field and <laughs> Brett Hundley is like you know, most people most people when they're throwing the ball, they wave you downfield. Brett Hundley's waving him back. He's like I don't have my spectacles on. I can't see that far. I can't wait. Is that Jordy? <laughs> I can't. Is that a Green Bay Packers? I don't, that image just had. I mean, oh for you, God. for somebody in our league, our long-standing league, just traded for Jordy Nelson for that for that push after losing Odell Beckham. <clears throat> you've got to be. You, you have to be sad. This has to put a little bit of that burden on your heart where you said you're a little bit more crushed this year. Um. Yeah. Especially since I lost that game by like not that many points. There's a point, right? It was not that many points. I don't know how many it was. Not many, though. It was not many. Only a few catches by Jordy, and I would have been fine. A few more catches, anyway. And uh, I went from first place to one, two, three, four, fifth place. That's not very good. Just by losing that one game. Yeah, you're behind me. Yeah. You're in my rear view mirror, son. I'm just waving out the window. Hi. Yeah, I could have used a touchdown catch. We'll put it that way. Yeah, good. I a mean, wide the, Devontae with... Adams played okay yeah. with Brett Hundley. It's just Brett Hundley's just not the answer for any fantasy football needs. So mm. not only does Aaron Rodgers go down and hurt that situation, it kind of hurts everything. Aaron Jones took a big step back this week. You thought he was going to come in and have a huge week. Uh, Ty Montgomery kind of came back a little bit. Oh, thanks. That's another one that I lost this week. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Aaron Jones, I plugged into the lineup, and instead of putting in um, Ty, but everybody, Ty did Montgomery, yeah. I did that yeah. in every league I have. Right, Aaron Jones. but you didn't lose by two points, and there was a, like a three point differential. Between I lost those two. in the league by uh, one point. Okay, it was a difference between me being first place and fourth place, uh-huh. and now I'm in fourth place by a point. Matt Stafford. So, so the Aaron, yeah, I think and I Aaron played. Jones. No, I played you. I played you and lost. I think uh, in that league. In a different league? Oh, good. Well deserved. Lo- oh, you, that you had Matt Stafford. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm talking about a different league. I lost. And I, and, and I, oh, I lost. I did beat you because yeah. I thought I was going to lose that game. Right. And then I came back and I saw it. I won by two points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was two points. It was a two point it. differential. Yeah. And and literally the differential, if I would have played Ty Montgomery, I would have won by one point. Uh, well, yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. All I have to say about that is in your face. Yeah. When you come play Dynasty Rich in football, guess what, buddy? You're going to lose. You're going to lose 70% of the time. I just had a horrible, horrible week. Yeah, so I saw a good gif of uh, (laughs) it was Jon Snow when he got resurrected, and they're like, all the time Montgomery owners right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good good news for Ty owners. I mean, it's kind of, you know, Aaron Jones came in. He played really well, totally made his validation point of like, hey, I should be the starter right now because running back, it's easy to go with the hot hand. And Ty Montgomery being converted receiver, now they bring back Ty Montgomery. Who's the starter in Green Bay? Who are you, who are you rolling with next week, Matt? Jeremy McKinnon. 
<laughs> Jarek McKinnon. Gotta roll Jarek McKinnon. He's a must-start. He was on by, though, so I had to start one of those two guys, and that's where I got screwed. I'd start Ty Montgomery next week. Oh, yeah. Stick with the hot hand. It's like a dice game, man. Clickety-clank. It is like a dice game, unfortunately. I still think Aaron Jones is a more talented runner when you watch him play. So, But go figure out you know, who the heck the coaching staff's thinking is going to you know, work better that week. They need both of them because of Brett, Brett Hundley. Yeah, I no, mean, honestly, those no receivers doubt. are pretty uh, hard to go by. Speaking of breaking hearts, let's talk about some injuries that broke some players. We talked about Pierre Garçon. He hurt his neck. Sure. Um, dynasty value plummets drastically. He almost holds no value. I was getting offered some second-round picks for Pierre Garçon, essentially, kind of, somewhat. Uh, I kind of turned that down, but it wasn't a second pick straight up. I feel bad about it. Right. No, I think I mean I think in both the leagues that I have him, I was I was trying to make a push, so I I wasn't trying to get rid of my Pierre Garçon um, uh-huh. shares, but I th- you know if I wasn't contending or if hell if I even if I was contending and I just had some spare parts, I, I would have got rid of him um, for a second round pick. Yeah, if I could have, uh, yeah. I think that my trade offer involved uh, Andrew Luck for Jameis Winston and Pierre Garçon. It was uh, Andrew Luck in a second. For Jameis Winston and Pierre Garçon. Okay, so there was a lot of other stuff going on there, too. Yeah, and then I told him I would do the trade, and I backed out. He called me a, a Welsher. I said, that's fine. He called me, and since it's a big thing. The Andrew Luck's shoulder, man, it's really hard to... Sure, sure. You know, the guy's 29, Jameis Winston's 23. Andrew Luck, right now, with that shoulder missing a whole year and not feeling healthy after the surgery and everything, he might need another surgery... Get a little bit older on that team with no offensive line. No, it's definitely troublesome. I mean, he's had a couple really good fancy years, but talking about somebody who's like touted as the next John Elway, in that aspect, he's been somewhat of a bust, honestly. It's not no, even his I, fault. Yeah. It's just Indy's just set him up for failure, like pretty drastically. Now you're hearing things that him and Jim Irsay are have a little tiff going on. Like they don't, they're not, getting, they're not seeing eye to eye. Well, that's. I mean. That's a that's a really important relationship. So, um, I mean, Jacoby Brissett keeps keeps looking Not halfway decent. Yeah, who knows what they'll end up doing? But I mean, I think that would be a mistake on the owner's part. But yeah, I mean, I I'm mean, not trading Andrew Luck either. I'm just building around know. him. But right. I mean, if you can't, maybe like maybe Andrew Luck has finally said, you know what? I can. I am a great quarterback. People tell me is the next John Elway. I am not going to succeed here. I right. feel like I'm never going to succeed here. I'm demanding a trade. Well, they've never had a defense, you know, and they've never yeah. given an offensive line either. You're like, listen, you can call the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they have the number one overall pick. They have the number five overall pick, and they have three second-round picks. Call them up, have a little, have a little chit-chat, ask for all of that, and listen, I'd rather go to Cleveland than be here in Indianapolis, Jim. And Jim would look at me and go, wow, you are serious. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. Nobody wants to go there. Uh but obviously, it's probably not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. But they don't ever, year in, year out, they don't build around. They don't give them offensive line. They keep drafting receivers that suck. Uh, the defense isn't that great. It's just what a wasted opportunity that team has had around such a great quarterback or allegedly a great quarterback. I mean, I think you can say that he's he hasn't played up to the potential of a, the next John Elway, but he's still a pretty good Remember, John didn't win really big those last two and twos. Uh, he went out with a bang out there right, in right. the retirement, so he's got some time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he is 28, I just checked. He's 28, and for a quarterback. He, next I mean, year he's going to be 29. Yeah, That's right. What I, no, I mean, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, you can play for another 12, 12 13 years. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, and that is forever. No, 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 he can't play for another 12 years at 28. Yeah, you can. Only Tom Brady could do that. Come on now, Drew Brees is doing it. Also, Drew I mean, Brees is like thirty-seven. He's gonna go, he's gonna keep going and going we'll and going. Love Drew Brees, yeah. my all-time faves. Um, Cigar, so sir, quarterback is hurt. It brings me back to my point of Jameis Winston has a shoulder boo boo. Mm-hmm. Did you see that pregame warm up of him eating a W? Thing? Eating a what? Who wants to eat a W with him when he's licking his fingers? No, you didn't see that. No. Oh, dude's all over the internet. How do you not see that? I don't know. It's so bad. He looks so stupid. That seems really weird. When we're done, you got you got to see this. It's his warm up speech. Like he's like <laughs> looking at his fingers in the shape of a W. Like who wants to eat this W? Even his teammates are looking at him like weird. And everybody's just like on the internet just ripped him. Like I don't get even other football players. Like right. what is this? He looks 
absolutely stupid. Maybe he's um, maybe but, uh, he's pulling the Josh Gordon so, routine or something. So, <laughs> he's high on crab legs. Yeah. Um, so he's out for a couple weeks. Right. No, it's it's about time they shut him down. Obviously, his shoulder wasn't right. I mean, I, I kind of don't understand why, especially with throwing shoulders, uh, these head coaches aren't a little bit more more strict as to, you know, how much leeway they give the quarterbacks to say, hey, yeah, go ahead. I can do it. I can do it. I can fight through this. Like, just sit him down for a week. Now, this is somebody that, you know, Dynasty community, we've had Jameis Winston pretty high. You know, going into the year, he was the number one young quarterback that I wanted going into the year. My, how does 10 weeks change things pretty drastically? Right. Right. A lot of interceptions. Dak Prescott or Jameis Winston? Dak, for sure. Yeah. Dak, for sure. Carson Wentz or Jameis Winston? Carson Wentz, he's on fuego. Yes. Uh, Derek Carr or Jameis Winston? Yeah, you're getting close there. But, it's close, right. but you got to pick one. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, I mean, uh, I'll take Carr, yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'll take Carr there. Deshaun Watson or Jameis Winston? Get, you get you fall in love with these guys too quickly. Sean Watson's got to look looked pretty good. He's looked good. But how does his ACL look now? Not so good. Different Not. ACL. But we'll get there because we're talking about injuries. So okay. um, here's one. Jared Goff or Jameis Winston? Hmm. Now, instantly, most people think, too, Jameis Winston. Right. But if you think about it, Jared Goff's a quarterback one on a year. He's looked fantastic this last couple of weeks. He too is a number one overall for you know overall pick. Sean McVay looks like a quarterback Albert Einstein out there. He's turned that team around in more ways than anybody's ever to probably turned the team around. Potentially make the playoffs from a Garbo team made us doubt Todd Gurley and his greatness. Who's quarterback running back one on a year? He's doing it with Robert Woods. Yeah, and Sammy Watkins catches one ball a game. Right, and, and Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup. I mean, as a Cooper Cup owner, you get to feel fantastic because he's such a good quarterback. I do feel fantastic. Now, you'd probably still take Jameis, right? I would take Jameis, yeah. But <sighs> it, but it's getting closer. I mean. And I feel like down the road here, we're going to be like, man, Goff is like Goff is the man. Right. I still love Jameis. It's those, those, what's worrisome to me is here we are again, you know, and it, where you think it's probably going to be corrected this far into his career. He's doing the same exact thing he was doing in college with the interceptions. And it's just not coming down. And him – being young and excited, it just it might just be a maturity thing where it's going to take him a little bit more time to slow things down on the interception part of it. But it is a major; it's a big red flag because every time you throw an interception, guess what happens? Minus points. It does. Yes, that's the opposite of winning. <laughs> that's not what we're looking for. So even so, we just went through some guys right there because obviously Russell Wilson's ahead of him. Right. Rogers is ahead of him. Right. Andrew Luck or Jameis Winston. Ugh. <sighs> You know, pre, I just, I just, pre, pre-injury, it's Andrew Luck. Oh, that you know, Think about it. I mean, yeah, I literally so just declined a trade of James Winston for Andrew Luck. I did. I declined that. I declined that. Wait, which side did you have? James Winston. Okay. Because my team's in complete rebuild, too. And I was like, sure. Yeah, that's, a, that's a team where I'm absolutely terrible. Okay. In. Uh, and I also would have had no quarterback as well <laughs> to start. Um, so, but, I mean, I, I declined that trade. I was like, you know what? I'm rebuilding. He's 23. I'll take the extra five years. Right. Um, right. And that's the thing. I mean, Jameis is still really young. So, I mean, yes, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. But, I mean, it's and yes, that is a track record going back to college. But it is something that, you know, given the opportunity, and, and I think that's he's definitely going to get that because he's, he's their franchise guy. It's, it's not like a question about it that he'll, he can grow out of. I'll say what – tell you what, though. Um, for – Maybe like a year, even going back like a year ago. Or so it's, it felt like, man, there wasn't very many good young quarterbacks out there. It was all the oh, old yeah. guys, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Like, like oh, what's going to happen when these guys retire? We're going to be screwed at quarterback. You know what I mean? And and now it's like you got all those guys we mentioned. You got Kirk Cousins. You got Russell Wilson. Right. You no, got. No, um, the league is going to keep going. It turns out that um, the NFL is going to exist after those guys. Well, yeah, but you were worried about the next superstar. No, that's what from. I know. That's what I mean. Like and I, now you got guys like Carson yeah. Wentz, who's an MVP candidate in his second year. Guy looks damn good. Yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah, could could have been our quarterback, but no, no, he could have been. Yeah, but who needs one? Yeah, well, yes, it's the Browns. Yeah. yeah. 
It, 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 when you follow the Browns as long as we have, a lot of stuff isn't very shocking. Nope. But nobody nobody has more stories of hilarious behind them than, than the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Uh, some more injury news. We were just talking about Deshaun Watson. Uh, he tears his other ACL. In college, he tore his left ACL. Uh, the opposite left would be right, which he tore his right ACL. Right, yeah, right. So I'm very good. Just like my math, I'm very good at opposites. Yes, you are. You say stop. Uh, I say go. You say... Go ahead, give it to me. I'm bust out of the opposite. Blue. I say black. That's not correct. You're colorblind. Wait, 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 wait. Is that the opposite of blue? No. Black and blue? No. What's the opposite of blue? Blue and orange, are, I believe, are opposites in the color spectrum. Like di- direct but you, opposites? But you wouldn't know because you're colorblind. I am colorblind. It's hard for me to see things. That's why I, I, picked, can't a, see, that's like, why I picked a color. It was it, a trick question. Like I work with a lot of saws, and saws have those lasers on them. Right. You know? So you yeah. see, I can't really see, I can't see the laser. Because uh, that might... I, my eyes don't see that spectrum. Right, you're red, green, colorblind. Yeah, like I'm not the kind of guy like needs those glasses, and, I, and I'm like Aladdin. And it's like it's a whole new world. <laughs> you know, I'm not that guy. But I, you know, my blues and purples sometimes mix in there. Uh, sometimes my pinks might look a little bit of blue. My greens and browns. Uh, good luck on that. Uh, those, it's hard for me. Most of the time, I'm guessing. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I, I'm fully aware. <laughs> but the difference with me is like I can see different hues. Sure. Sure, but like my, I don't, it's almost like I feel like I have like a learning disability because like I know they're different colors, but my bla- my brain literally blacks it. Okay, you, what color is that? I don't know. Is it brown? <laughs> is it purple? It's not a learning disability. It's a visual disability. There, there's many times I come out dressed, and my wife's like, "No, <laughs> no, get back." I'll the- buy something. She'll be like, "You know, it's a pink shirt, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> of course." confident in my it's like we're pink. real men wear pink yeah i used to have a shirt as pink was one of my favorite shirts and then i spilled something on it and i stained it this was back out my days when i used to go to the uh bars uh back in the day like, yeah sure and uh so i'd wear like some button-down shirts occasionally uh and i was a pink one and i loved it and i stained it i don't remember ever seeing you in a pink shirt are you it's, sure are you sure long, it was pink and we're talking like <laughs> 12 yeah because i i thought it was blue when i bought it all right all right and trying was pink but i still liked it all right. Uh, but this is like twelve years ago. We right we definitely hung out twelve years ago. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember a lot. But uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of drinking right. back in those days. All right. Uh, so Sean Watson's out. Terrible. Terrible. The guy was out here killing it. Yeah. So, no. He was doing awesome. Uh, unfortunately, when you when you do blow out your one ACL, you do have like a higher occurrence. For the other ACL. Of blowing out your other. But there's sometimes he's nope. come back. The ACLs are actually stronger. So sure. That's not gonna sure. be. The worst news in the world, definitely for a quarterback, the ACL is not as bad as, say, let's say a running back or receiver for a high end of re hurting the actual, actual same ACL. I mean, look, Teddy Bridgewater lost a knee. He's about to be reactivated here soon. Uh, I have a great story. I'm in the league. So I am uh, I trade away two first-round picks, Chris Hogan and Deontay Foreman. One of those picks is going to be probably three or four right around there, maybe three, for Dalvin Cook. And then two days later, he tears his ACL. In my Superflex League, I traded Leonard Fournette for uh deshaun watson and it was deshaun watson and tyler lockett and jamal charles okay but it's a super flex league i need another quarterback right uh you're doing it for the quarterback piece yes and i had cream hunt and i had alvin kamara so it's good on fournette and i felt like it was a pretty fair trade actually i felt like i was actually getting a little bit better deal of it out of getting watson a super flex league uh so i made that deal and then two days later he tears his ACL. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. I'm done. I'm done making trades. That's so, what I mean. I'm 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 getting discouraged this year and like really down but about all these but guess stinking what? injuries. The season's almost over. We get to talk about rookies again and we get excited again. I know. I mean, that's a, like I think I think the main crust of our podcast is uh, rookies. I think that's like oh main, for sure yeah. yeah. So so people wa- people listen in season to hear our our great banter and our opinions on these players and who pick up. But I think. I think our, our great service, when we look back as we're inducted into the Dynasty Fantasy Football Hall of Fame, um, we're going to be looked at as the greatest rookie analysis givers of our generation. Oh, I can't. We will be the John Elways. <laughs> I can't wait. You'll be Dan Marino. Okay. I'll be John Elway. Hey, wait a minute. Dan never won a Super Bowl. That's right. In your face, <laughs> Turkey. Uh, <laughs> so I can't wait to get back into this rookie talk and see start breaking down these players. It's a, it's, it's a lot of fun. No, yeah, that's it's definitely more. It's yes, it's enjoyable. So they bring in Tom Savage. Uh, up until this week, he never threw a touchdown pass in the history of his life in the NFL. 
Crazy. 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 He has as many touchdown passes as I have in the NFL. Right, that's crazy. And I've never even stepped on an NFL field before. Did, did he throw one this week? He did. Yay. DeAndre Hopkins. That's what DeAndre Hopkins does, baby. He scores touchdowns even with hobos. So it hurts DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. Uh, they bring in Mac McGloin. They cut Mac, Mac McGloin. Then they bring in Josh Johnson, who hasn't thrown a, a pass in the NFL thing since like 2012 or something like that. I forgot that that guy was even around still. Yeah, me too. Double J out there. Yeah. Hasn't even thrown a football pass in over five years. You literally could not have a kid the last time you thrown a pass. Impregnated a person or got impregnated yourself. Had that child. And that child, child right now could be speaking English and be in school since the last thing this guy's thrown a touchdown pass. That's Meanwhile, right. Colin Kaepernick's still on sign. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't think Colin Kaepernick's any good. I've said this when he signed his big contract. I said, I, sure. that's a terrible idea. This guy is not a good quarterback. Right. I mean, I think it's still the same argument. No one's going to bring him in to be a backup quarterback at this point. I guess. I mean, that doesn't for a team that's like on the rise. Like, okay, we had a, we could get rolling here. You thought Kaepernick would somewhat fit those Deshaun Watson kind of boots a little bit, and then Tom Savage. Like, I mean, do you think Deshaun Watson can't move? I mean, he moves really well. Tom Savage doesn't even like do his three step drop. He does his three step walk back. Right. Yeah. He's not very... Uh, He's not fleet of foot, is what you're trying to say. That's a good saying. Yeah. A little fleet of foot. Uh-huh. You say that fast? Uh, fleet of foot, fleet of foot, fleet of foot. Whoa, well, I said one time. I said, well, I, I tripled it up. What Jeez, are you going to do? Nothing. I'm sitting here and go on. Exactly. Life goes on. God. Hey, I don't live in the past, man. Don't live in the past. Get the peanut butter out of your mouth. Start talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, does this hurt? Does this, this obviously doesn't do anything as a Jameis Winston owner, right? Yeah. Uh, you're not, like, worried about him long term, are you? Winston? No. Or Watson? Watson. Um, no. No, Watson, I fully expect to come back and, and be better than ever. Yeah, I got a lot of players I'm excited about next year for. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I, I mean, got Dalvin coming back. Right. I got Watson coming back. I'll be pretty good next year. Yeah, I think I think actually this gives Watson an opportunity to um, kind of sit back and, and learn a little bit more. You know, like he was thrust in and, and had success. I mean, I'm sure there was things that he needed to work on. And mentally, he'll be able to, I think, kind of slow the game down probably even more True. come, come starting next year because he's gotten some real reps, and then he had to sit back down again. So True. Um, somebody not hurt, but getting, getting the boot going back to Jameis Winston, Mike Evans gets suspended, got a little too pushy, a little too touchy-feely. Uh, yeah, he was there. trying to defend his quarterback. Um, he got the one-game suspension. Um, obviously, there were some other things that happened as well. A.J. Green got kicked out of this past game. Choke slamming Jalen Ramsey. Right. So he did not get a suspension from that. Because um, he, he got suspended. Because he, 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 he got kicked, kicked out of the out game, game, basically. So he got suspended that way. So Mike Evans probably hoped he, he did get kicked out of the game there. Uh, seeing that he got shut down as well. He didn't do jack squat last week. Right. No, yeah. Or Doug Martin even. Doug Martin with his big fat zero points. Did he get a zero? He got a zero. That's, that's he had eight attempts for seven yards. But um, Zero. <laughs> that's that's nothing, sir. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're going to get with Doug Martin every once in a while. I think he's an up-and-down player from week to week, and that's yeah. why I've never really liked him. He fooled me in a preseason. I thought those guys would come back with a man on a mission, be a running back one the rest of the year. I think that was what I said in my bold predictions. <laughs> running back one. This dude's not even going to be a running back two. Right. Not even a running back two. I'm in a league. I trade him straight up for Jordan Reed. I have, for, I need a tight end. Well, I have Jared Cook, but I need a backup tight end. And I was like, listen, dude, give me Jordan Reed all day. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I was pretty happy about it. A lot of people were down on Jordan Reed. Cause I was trying to figure out which side of that deal you got. Like you, uh, Jordan Reed. You yeah, got I Jordan trade Reed. For yeah, Doug no, that's, that's way better. Yeah, and I was talking about my Sunday show about like how I always preach about like you want to have that elite tight end on your roster because they're the true difference makers. Like the difference, the difference between wide receiver one and running back one and like running back, wide receiver seven and running back seven, it's not too drastic. Meanwhile, the top three tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, Zach Ertz out there in Philly, those were all big names that coming into the year we thought were going to be pretty good. And those are the guys that usually, too, the tight end, where like, you'll get a lot of differential points from like a lot of these guys at receivers. They flow in and out. Sure, sure. But it's usually the top tight ends are pretty top tight ends consistently. Right. All three of those guys have 100 points. Everybody below them have like 80 points, somewhere sure. around there. I mean, Jared Cook's going to get a nice little bump here, too. And of course, we mentioned Evan Ingram, who I think is the future at tight end. If I was doing a dynasty startup, then he's somebody I'd be targeting pretty high. Me too. Yeah. Um, speaking of dynasty startups, I had a, a league fold for the first time this year. Ever a dynasty league fold? It folded in the mid season. Uh, well, what do you mean? it never got p 
paid for the start of the year. Like whoever's supposed to pay for the league, like the commissioner kind of left and transferred commissioner powers to somebody else. Oh, wow. So it got started, and then the money didn't collect it right away, and then MFL league didn't get paid for it right away. Oh, jeez. And it kept going to like, okay, who wants to get this going? It's like, of course, my team is fantastic in this league. Sure. It's one of, sure. I, tried, I just got Leonard Fournette because I traded for a first-round pick, and it ended up being a 1-1. So, of course, my team is absolutely fantastic in this league. And it folds. Weird. It folds. Yeah. A lot of things went into it. Yeah. yeah, first time ever I had a league fold, ever. I won't say what league it was because, you know, no names, please. But uh, so that gives me a total of nine dynasty leagues, hmm. which means this off season. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, man! Just let it happen. Just let the let uh, them dwindle. Well, this this off season. Tune in. I might be doing another podcast. I might do another dynasty league. Jesus. Maybe another super flex league. Maybe not. Those startup those startup drafts are so much fun. Oh my god. Ten. I I feel like ten's a good even number to be in. No. Yeah. It is. So you, one for every finger. Well, if I don't do it, this see the reason I was thinking too. I literally this was my thought process. I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, Evan Ingram's going to be the new like tight end one here in about two years. So I was like, if I just start up now, I could probably get Evan Ingram right around like the sixth round, like easily, no problem, right? Ooh, I got to do a startup. I want to get some Evan Ingram in the late rounds oh and go, go early. Plotting like, oh. like, oh. a whole new league just to get <laughs> just a to get share Evan, of one player. Evan Ingram. I got multiple Evan Ingram shares, and I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, so moving on, shall we? Let's do that, please. So another person gets hurt. Eddie Lacy's out this week. They play on Thursday. They said Thomas Rawls is going to be the guy. So this gives a time. Now, last week was Eddie Lacy's chance to be the guy and kind of showcase. And Pete Carroll came out and said, listen, we're going to get this fat tub of goo a lot of carries. And he's going to show us why he's going to be the man. And then? He looked like a fat tub of goo has no talent. And then and he injured himself. And then he hurt himself because, you know, most bodies aren't able to run like that with that amount of weight on top of them. Sure. So now it comes in Thomas Rawls. Will he have a chance? I, it's, I mean, it, he, I, think, I think Pete Carroll's going to give him a shot, but uh, I'm not sure – I'm not sure Thomas Rawls has it either. Yeah, I think. I mean, well, I think I think Thomas Rawls is a better running back than Eddie Lacy. I do too. I just think he hasn't had much of an opportunity this year. Do you think Chris Carson's a starting running back next year? It's a good question, man. Or will be somebody I mean, like Ronald Jones uh, from USC? Could be Ronald Jones from USC. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking too. Yeah, I th- yeah, they may end up just just picking a guy. Um, Even that, like a like I was envisioning that, like where he can go, and I was like, oh, Seattle be a good place for him, like real low in the like late first round. Sure. And, I was even thinking, like, man, Ronald Jones running style USC with Chris Carson. That's like a nice little combo. Like, a nice little speedy guy with right. Chris Carson's little bulk going to him. Absolutely. Nice little combo. So, if you're Thomas Rawls' owner. I mean, even if you look back at, at Pete Carroll's, you know, college, in his college days, I mean, that is his, part of his past is, is running a big guy and having, having a nice little speedy guy to That's offset. That's why we were excited about it, having CJ Procise, but he's kind of faded out to nothingness as well. Just injuries, yeah. Yeah, got to stay healthy, man. Best of ability is availability. Sure, sure. Um, so if you have Thomas Rawls possibly on your waiver wire, um, or if you have him, this is like a little window here you have for possibly getting something back. Possibly. Because m- there's a 98% chance that Thomas Rawls will not be the starter next year. Yeah, I would say so. Right? Just, uh, I mean, just the way he's looked this year. I mean, he started his career so hot, and then the injuries might have zapped something out of his uh his ability, man. I don't know. He had just reoccurring ang- ankle injuries, so who knows? That's it. So we're not covering the games this week, obviously, because we missed two weeks. So it'd be silly to go over these games and whatnot. As we enter here, week ten, as you make your, these last what do we got about three more weeks to the playoffs right yeah. on there. So mm-hmm. week, yeah. So week, week so 11, 10, 11, 12, 30. So four more weeks for most leagues to get in the playoffs because you most start around fourteen. Most people know if you're well out of it, and some people are making that push, and. We can't. We got to make a, a recommendation here as well. If you're borderline, right? You're borderline playoffs, and you're fighting. You're fighting to get in, but you realistically know that you don't have a chance to make to win the championship. And again, it, we we talk about this all the time about being honest with your team. Right. You're right around. You're in seventh place, right around there, maybe eighth place, but cl- it's it's muddled in the middle. Like you you have the same record, just not as enough points. It might not be a bad idea to look at some of these vets that you have on your roster and clean house. Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, absolutely. In the next in the next few weeks, man, this is kind of the time to do it. 
Certain teams, you might have a trade deadline coming up here as well, but certain teams making that push have dealt with injuries, whether it be quarterback, receivers. Maybe they have Jordy Nelson and Brett Hundley can't see him because he's 30 downfield, wide open, you know, 30 yards wide open down the field. He is not wearing his spectacles. And people need help. It's going to be way easier to get that first-round pick now than it will be later. Right, I, I highly that. recommend it. Don't don't get yourself stuck in the middle. We talk about it all the time. You don't want to be stuck in the middle. So you getting rid of that player is going to kind of hurt your chance to score some fancy points as it is. They keep you maybe to drop you down a point or you know a slot or two, and that slot or two will make a huge difference come twenty eighteen rookie draft. Totally. It's remember you're gonna have about four or five guys that are gonna be elite that you really want to get your hands on. Then you have some good guys, and you have some guys that you feel good about. Right. Which is going to be a big difference. Those are three completely different tears. So why not give yourself a little bit of boost? You know you're already close as it is. Maybe this guy is not going to be you know too long for you anyway. So I'm not talking about like a guy like AJ Green, not like that. But a couple guys that you could do without. It might not be a bad idea. Definitely, right. definitely a running back who, you know, doesn't hold too long in your future as well. Remember hashtag two to three year. Right. No. If there's a guy that you think, hey, he's got two years left in the in the league of of being relevant and and you're kind of thrown in the towel for this year you're screwed for this year and you you know you might as well get rid of that guy and get a long-term asset to replace him basically absolutely you get say you trade away that first the, the first even if it comes out to be pick 12 to the championship guy right then your 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 pick gets a little bit of boost you end up around pick four pick five you still get a really good running back there if you want, or a really good receiver guy like Calvin Ridley, possibly. Right. Maybe a Deion Kane out of Clemson. Right. So I mean, you, yeah, you're you're basically getting double value. Your pick is most likely going to get better because you won't have that play in your lineup, and then you're also going to get an additional pick. Yeah, out of it you'll as well. be in position so. to either, most likely if you feel real comfortable about it. Depends on the value where you see it to replace that running back that you trade away with a better prospect, sure. uh, and then come away with another either running back or receiver as well. It's just a better thing to do. Are you always going to hit on those guys? No. No? no. And sometimes it'll look like you just gave that guy away for nothing because you missed your draft pick. But at the same time, you can look back and it's like, oh, my goodness, I got uh, Kareem Hunt right. for training away Jay Jai or Derrick Henry. I mean, that's another guy we keep saying away. You might be able to get a late first for training a guy like Derrick sure, Henry. Sure. Heck, even training away a guy like DeMarco Murray for a late first. Some of these older running backs right now that hold value – to get rid of even a possible receiver. Now, Larry Fitz is probably not going to get you a first, but like some, something along those lines to get a first, you never know. You know, if you trade away those guys, you come away with a cream hunt. You come away with an Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Guys that you feel very good about long-term, and now all of a sudden, next year, you're sitting there, and you are pit team 5-4. And you don't make the you don't win it all, but you, you feel it's a little bit higher. And then, boom, the year after that, now these guys are another year in mature – you're a championship contender. A quick, a quick two and a half year, uh, two year turnaround to make yourself a legit contender. Besides being stuck in the middle, because again, if you're if you're new to dynasty and or you've only been playing two or three years, that that's honestly not enough time to really get the grasp of how it all works. Right, you haven't gone through like a full cycle yet. Oh uh, uh, yeah, anybody, nobody has gone through a full cycle in your in your league yet. Our league's going 15 years, right? And you see that. And you, we see it a lot where those teams, if you get stuck in the middle, we've done many shows on this. You want to look back to these evergreen episodes about blowing it up and never being stuck in the middle because once you do get stuck in the middle, it's easy to tread your way there for many years. And you're just constantly yeah, it's no good, man. stuck in the middle. And we, we say this all the time is why we're bringing it up again here now. You do not want to be stuck in the middle because the key word here is stuck. You find yourself stuck in the middle there. For years and years and years. And you don't want to do that. You either want to be a contender or you want to be rebuilding. Those are the two places you want to be. Not stuck in the middle. We see it all the time. Get out of the middle. Yeah. It's a bunch. It's quicksand, man. It is. You just got to be really realistic with your team. What can you, what can you, what should you keep and what can you spare for youth? And when we say draft, maybe it's not even players. Maybe it's, maybe it's draft picks. Maybe you got to get a good, good guy who we mentioned who's had really good eight games up and coming, Devontae Parker. Maybe you can give up two good guys to get a guy like Devontae Parker. Sure. Where these two good guys, are, you know, for short-term value are pretty decent, mm-hmm. but your long-term value is going to be in Devontae Parker. And by the time he enters year four, year five, enter your higher draft pick rookie, 
boom, you got a number one receiver and you're ready to go with a young running back. You just drafted with that pick. So instead of drafting that running back, you're in a guy who's already evolved into that number one. Right. It's a strategy we always kind of uh, promote, right? Absolutely, man. I mean, we like we always promote you want to have a good mix of a young and old roster. So you have not nice con- continuity going in year in, year out, good trade value, and to always be trying to win. Yes. Right. You get a lot of podcasts, a lot of people in Dynasty. Everybody plays their own way. Some people like to blow it up and try and build youth. Again, we've been doing this a long time. 95% of those people that acquire a whole bunch of youth turn out never to really win it because a lot of that stuff fizzles and either turns into either garbage altogether or just average. Sure. And they might get one stud out of it, and one stud's never going to win you a championship. No, so, I mean, you would have to nail something, you know, like you'd have to really kill a draft and it'd have to be a pretty special draft to, to build a dream off one draft. Yeah, like this draft, you have yeah. to literally draft Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Evan Ingram. You could have done it on this draft, to be honest. You could have. Yeah, the, it's you know. still not going to win you the whole thing, but no. it's a good foundation. You get away with Corey Davis, sure. get all these first-round picks, and last year, same thing. But, again, you're always trying to win. Whatever mm-hmm. it takes to win. You know, we were talking about this uh, with a uh, guy in our league, 15-year league, the other day, and he was trying to get LaShawn McCoy off of me. And uh, he's just offered me a first, which he's in first place. So right now it looks like it's a 12th pick. And I told him, I was like, listen, man, I was like, if you want LaShawn McCoy and it's going to help you win, your first isn't enough for me because I'm contending too. I said, like, you got to overpay. And, nobody, and here's the thing when it comes to dynasty trades, nobody's ever willing to overpay. Right. A lot of people aren't willing to overpay. I am. I am for, for, the, right, for the right piece at the right I time. I use you as a prime example. I'm like, listen, man, Matt's taught me over the years that if you're going to go in to win it, you do everything you can to win it, even overpay. Right. I was like, if you feel like you're overpaying, you know, Juan, and you win, who cares? Nothing else matters as long as you win. Matt's won three championships in a row. You think he's going to care about that first round and second round pick he gave up for Jimmy Graham? No, yeah. he doesn't care about that. Nope. You know, like I said, you made those trade for Jimmy Graham, you give up first and second. Most people are like, dude, that's crazy. You got totally ripped off. Then you win the championship. Like, okay, I won three straight. My league fees are paid for for 12 years straight right now. Right. I can literally not win another dime in this league. Not only do I have bragging rights of three championships in a row, which has only been done once in this league in 15 years. Sure. It's, it's an extremely hard thing to do. But then even on the money aspect of it, you know, bragging rights is everything. But money aspect of it, you literally have your league paid for for 12 years. Right. That is Booyah. multiple lifetimes. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you know, he, cho- he showed me if I'm ever in a position where I have a need, you should never be afraid to overpay. No, no I'm not talking about get bent over right. and assaulted no, in, a legal no. ma- in an illegal manner, but I'm talking about, you know, you kind of get ripped off where, you know, you buy something and then you walk by the store two stores down and you see it's 10 bucks cheaper. And you're like, oh, I could walk back and return this and get my receipt and get a refund, then go to this store and buy it, and you're like, yeah, it's just ten bucks. Right, and then you, you know? then you won't have time to eat lunch though. Same thing about the second, you know, it's just a second round pick, man. Right. We don't we say that all the time. Don't let those be the deal breakers when somebody will throw in a second. A lot of times, a third, even a third or a second, could totally push a trade over the edge. And and most of the times, those guys end up being nothing. Yeah, or you just know? like, you know, roster or, fillers, or, right? And you need those, and Garrett, you need those guys on your roster, but they're just they're and nobody they can special. Hit. They, they can hit, and that's why the people want them because they can hit. It's another dart, you know. But um, we say all the time, most of the second round, you'll have about two, three guys. They're solid people you could probably start every day. Another three or four guys are pretty good, you know, like right. spot starters or like maybe wide receiver threes on those guys, and then you have the bust. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the first round. You'll get like half of the first round. You get a couple guys that are really good. Sure. A couple guys that are just like good. Good starters, good. yeah. A couple guys are just like, eh, and, and then bust. bust. Yeah. So it's it's always a crapshoot. We preach getting draft picks, but at the same time, we always say they're completely over. They're necessary to win. And it's like, it's like the more bullets in a gun. you need, The more picks you have, the better chances you have. But at the same time, if you ever get a proven player for one of those picks, you always want to do, always want to do it. Always want to take the proven player because it is such a crapshoot. We've done a podcast before. We said, "Hey, you know, everybody thinks they're getting the next AJ Green," and then we went through all the top tier players at that time. Half of them, a third of them, were old. Sure. Another third were young, and then other ones were just like, eh, "Okay." But I think we came with like nine guys in a th- total of the whole NFL in the history of drafts and people playing, 
and those were the, like nine guys, and the third of those guys were old. Sure. So that it shows you the likelihood of you hitting. You know, it's not very high, man. It's it, it's really hard to do. Going back nine months ago, Corey Davis, who looked really good, come back this week. Um, it was an impossible person to get. That one one was pretty high up. He's the next big thing, which I still think he is. But right okay. now, Corey Davis is a little bit more affordable than he was nine months ago. Sure he is. Because everybody thinks he's going to come and be the next big thing. And Corey Davis is your best bet to be that next best thing. But even him right now, he's banged up. He's no for sure thing. You know, we see players like that always come in. We mentioned a guy like Justin Blackman. Sure. You know, coming in. You don't know. It's a crapshoot with everybody. You got guys that come in that look studly. Dalvin Cook. Then they're out with ACL. Am I pretty happy about getting Dalvin Cook coming back next year? Yeah, yeah but of course. He, He's one more. Then all of a sudden, he comes back two games later. He busts his ACL again, and he's done for forever. You know what could have been? He's the uh, the uh, Lions running back. That sure best Javad best. Javad best. You know, came in first couple games, tears it up, stud, hurts himself, concussion. Yep, concussion comes back in, hurts himself again, never seen again. Yep. Every time he played, he was fantastic. You know, never sees, never see him again. It could uh, happen, man. It definitely you know, happens. Cream Hunt comes in first couple games, and he's still a top tier running back. First what seven six weeks. Absolutely dominates. Last couple weeks, eh, you know, okay. Might be hitting the wall a little bit, man. Still love them. Sure. Always love them. But, you know, things change so quickly in the they, dynasty they community. Sure do. You know, and you got to change, you got to change too, man. You got to stay on top of it. Never stay complacent. Always be moving when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. The only way to win, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we're back, we've missed two weeks. It's, it's November. I feel like we should give a dynasty nerd shirt away to a nerd herd member. What do you think? Yeah. Shall we? Yes. So Matt gave me a random number here. And uh, we're going to go through the Nerd Herd members, and it's a big number. And the winner is Matt Murray. Matt Murray. Matt Murray. Uh, I think he's in one of our di- – I think he's in uh, – He's in the Superflex. Superflex. Yeah. Thing. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Congratulations. I'm not even writing you on Superflex. you got to listen to the podcast to win this. Uh, Ooh. Hit me up. Hit me up on our favorite app, Maisie. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go get your info, and we'll send you a little Dynasty Nerd shirt for free, free of charge for being a Nerd Herd member. How do you become a Nerd Herd member? <laughs> Just donate a dollar a month to the site. We'll That's give away it. free stuff. Guess what? We're giving away more shirts as well. We are. Um, so in the meantime, make sure to check out DynastyNerds.com. We have that awesome Facebook group chat going on right now. We got rid of our forum. We mentioned this because it's so old-fashioned. Right. People are really utilizing the Facebook. I utilize the Facebook thing. It's really great. A lot of, com- lot of communication going out there. A lot of trade questions, start questions. It's great. It's great to always have your opinion, our opinion, and then it's good to have people that are actually like committed to Dynasty and just hear what they say. Definitely yeah, no, you get a, you get the you know you get a pulse of the, uh, the you community. get a broad pulse too, and you get people like if you were to ask us Cleveland Browns questions, we would know that pretty well about what's going on in the community. So you might put a question out there about like, hey guys, so and so you on so and so team, right? Like, right. Oh, hey, dude, I'm here in Minnesota. Here's what I'm hearing, and you're like, oh, I didn't hear that aspect of it, and you never know. Somebody's gonna give you like a really good insight to really change your mind for even like not now, but long term. Sure. Uh, so I definitely recommend get on there. It's a great wo- way to uh, utilize Facebook if you have Facebook. Uh, and we do. We gave a shirt away on that Facebook group not too long ago as well. I'll probably do another one there as well. Uh, I'll give one on Twitter. I'll probably do that again. You can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Remember, we do have the donation page on the website if you want to join and become a member of the Nerd Herd so we give away more awesome stuff. Uh, congrats to Matt Murray. In the meantime, we will be back next week. We will. No more bye weeks. Same time. Same channel. Mm-hmm. Enter in week 11. We'll go do a little games recap, and uh, hopefully nobody gets hurt. Yeah, but they will be. There will be injuries. They'll most likely be somebody on my team, and uh, we'll just deal with it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll have a good one. We'll be back next week. Until then, I bid you adieu. Adieu. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.